You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukowitz, online and social media editor at SD Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the future of technical hiring and how job simulations can help with the process. With me today is Dan Finnegan. He's the CEO of Filtered, a technical hiring platform provider that released cloud simulations where candidates can show off their abilities in areas like DevOps and cloud engineering with technical challenges. Great to have you here, and thanks for coming on, Dan. Thank you very much. It's great to talk to you today. Great. So to start off, can you tell our audience a bit about how job simulations work and how they can excel for DevOps and cloud engineering skills? Yes, for sure. Um, the Most people who've been involved in engineering, hiring, and recruiting know that Typically, there's a there's a talent acquisition team, and then there's an engineering talent acquisition team because mm-hmm. technical recruiting is so difficult. Uh, every company's becoming a tech company, and um, everyone's in demanding the same front end, back end engineers, full stack engineers, data scientists, DevOps. Mm-hmm. So um, we felt that the the problem is that there's not enough of good engineers out there for sure. But the other problem is that the traditional ways of recruiting um, allow good candidates, capable candidates to slip through the cracks. And that the traditional assessment test, coding test doesn't help. Uh, especially with people who've been in the profession for several years and, and know what they're doing. Uh, they are kind of insulted by coding tests. So uh, what attracted me to the company and the founder hired me along with the investors, but they pioneered um, a couple of years ago coding simulations, essentially taking an IDE environment, surrounding it, you know, putting it in the cloud, it's obviously in the cloud, surrounding it with video interviewing, recorded. Later they came with live interviewing, and I can talk about that more. Yeah, um, and then adding certain areas of fraud detection um, for it. But the whole point of it was to create an environment where people could prove their ability to code, but in the configured desktop that they would use on the job. Any languages that you um, would want your engineers to uh, work in, any tool sets, the IDE environment is completely configurable. And I thought that was really cool. And when I met the founder, I thought it was great. But then he described the what they did in building a live version of it. And in the act of building a live version, essentially, we created a virtual terminal in the cloud. So in a live interview, the coding challenge is ported into the, think of it as a live interview room where there's a whiteboard you can write on. And the hiring manager and the candidate can actually work on the code together. Mm-hmm. And the principle behind filter was you're, a lot of things are recorded and tracked, but ultimately you're scored on the output. Does the code work? Does it produce the output that was intended? Uh, but when they created live rooms and they created that virtual terminal, they essentially created the ability, or we created the ability, to test the ability to use any cloud-based tool and to produce the output from any cloud-based tool, which if you think about it, 
the implications of which are, are quite huge. We all know that engineering is not just writing code anymore. And you, you need to write code where um, it's accessible via APIs, right? You need to, um, you know, we, we all know that engineers have to write their own test cases and then they need to um, use some tools that help them um, in the in the process, and the emergence of low code, no code tools is a uh, um, a changing world. And of course, the world of DevOps is fairly significant and always dynamic. Mm-hmm. So, um, what we've announced is the formal launch of what we call cloud skills simulations. Um, for example, we have a, a simulation that allows engineers to show how they can um, create a virtual machine, right? configure the Docker containers, mm-hmm. and then use Terraforma to instantiate the image and the, um, the terminal. And so, um, you know, this isn't something that could be done in a typical test or a multiple choice test, and it allows, um, professionals and engineers to show they can do the job. I mm-hmm. think it's quite exciting. It allows people to focus less on resumes and less on traditional backgrounds and focus on the work itself. We like to say pedigree over, I mean, performance over pedigree when you're recruiting talent. And mm-hmm. um, that's what we've announced with these simulations. It's not a test, it's actually the work it's like, think of it as on the first day in the job, you're going to get a laptop that's configured. This is the same image, the same laptop. It's sent to you, essentially. It's like we sent it to you on the first day of the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, it's in the cloud, and you can prove your abilities using it in, in the uh, filtered interview. I see. Yeah, and are job simulations like a relatively new phenomenon um, that stems from all this remote work, or has that, that kind of been the um, already gaining traction before? Well, certainly um, we've been doing remote work for a while now, um, but sim- coding simulations uh, filtered pioneered several years ago. Now some other companies have uh, essentially replicated what we've done with the IDE coding environment in the cloud. Um, it's not as configurable um, uh, from in most cases, it's not as configurable as filters, but mm-hmm. actual virtual terminal um, simulation or cloud skill simulation, we believe is new and mm-hmm. we're pioneering that. Okay. And, and what were you seeing are some of the, I think you mentioned, um, but what are you seeing as some of the biggest challenges with the technical hiring process now? Um, I mean, you mentioned that coding tests don't paint the full picture, and I read before that the entire process of, of an interview can take approximately 30 to 45 days before they get uh, a response. So um, I guess wh- which part of that is uh, our simulation streamlining? Well, at the end of the day, uh, the point of uh, this job simulation is to provide a a definitive objective environment where uh, a good candidate can stand out and prove their ability to do the job. Mm -hmm. Typically, um, most companies have a much long, to your point, multi-step process. 
They get a lot of applications. They screen them out by looking at profiles and resumes. They pick a subset and they have some sort of telephone technical screen. Later, they have a technical interview. After that, they have a group live interview. And the time in between these steps can be very great. Um, this complaint, you know, is from people from human resources and talent acquisition is that I can't find enough people. Every company's become a tech company. Every company is moving their operations into the cloud. So the competition for these skills and this talent is quite fierce. Mm-hmm. And they also believe that um, the engineering team is often too busy to jump on the interviews. Now, put yourself in the hiring managers and the VPs of engineering and DevOps and data science. They believe that they spend way too much time with candidates who aren't qualified and and wish the talent acquisition did a better job of zeroing in those who can do the job. Mm -hmm. From the candidate point of view, I, I apply for a job. It takes forever to hear back. And then oftentimes, once I do hear back, I get some test to take some coding tests or some assessment Mm -hmm. test that doesn't tell me anything about the job. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in all three uh, key areas, all three stakeholders in the process, it's still an imperfect, time-consuming and frustrating recruiting process. Um, Mm -hmm. We had a company that we said, look, why don't you filter uh, candidates that you've already rejected? Just, Just filter those. And so they did. They sent an invitation to take a, a coding challenge. Um, this is a year and a half ago. And they found a candidate they had already rejected who they then uh, realized could do the job and they ended up hiring them. Hmm. And so what I think is broken in the process is, is that we take too long. It's not enjoyable. We waste too much time. And we let good, talented people slip through the cracks due to either biases or an imperfect process. Hmm. I mean, one thing I'd like to I could share with you later is there was a study by North Carolina State several years ago, and it was to look at um, interviewing for software engineers. And they took a sample of software engineers and uh, randomly assigned half of them to be interviewed in person and half of them to take a take-home coding challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the women in the sample were rejected in the interviews and 100% of the women were hired due to the take-home challenge. So the reality is we do have a hiring process that is not only slow and imperfect, but it's not Mm skills-based. And in a world of remote work, which you brought up, you're gonna, you're not, bringing people into your office and giving them a tour of the office and showing how cool it is that you're serving food and coffee. And you're essentially um, meeting them online. And in the back of your mind is the worry, can they do the job? Because I'm Mm -hmm. going to rely on the fact that they can do the job. So in a world of remote hiring for remote work, the most important thing is to evaluate people's skills objectively and fairly. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, especially something as esoteric as you know, cloud skills. Uh, There's a lot of great points that you made. So narrowing it down, what makes uh, cloud skills simulations unique and what made Filtered want to focus in on that? 
Well, we kind of stumbled in on it in the sense that we had customers because of the pandemic say, hey, look, I love the uh, filtered interviews. And, you know, they go and they watch the interview. They can see the score of whether the output generated by the code matched the intended output. And then they can actually watch uh, a video if you want. You don't have to have the video, but you can watch a video of them coding and it will flag if maybe they were cutting and pasting things, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you can double check. It will flag if they, um, if they're um, not writing test cases, for example. Um, in the pandemic, some of our customers said, look, I can't interview people in person anymore. Is there any way we can take the work that they've done in the filtered recorded interview and move it into a Zoom or some sort of live room where we can talk about it. And so that's when we built this essential capability to have you know, a, a, a terminal live that we're both working in where the hiring manager, as I said, and the candidate can work on the code together. In fact, our own engineering team uses Filtered as a collaboration tool mm-hmm. to write code together. Um, but in the act of doing that, we stumbled onto this idea, wait a minute, if we put this in the cloud so you can have collaborative um, coding, we, we could actually test the ability to use any any software that's in mm-hmm. the cloud. And that's when we realized, think of all the work that is migrating to cloud-based software tools, not just in engineering and data science, definitely in DevOps, but in all other areas, data security and even marketing and finance. So that's when we realized this was bigger than just a coding simulation platform, but a true job, digital job, cloud-based job, you know, simulation platform. Mm-hmm. Great. So thank you for your insight. And I wanted to get your insight on what are you seeing for the future of the technical hiring process? And are you seeing that, um, you know, finding those necessary skills will be as much of a problem as it is now. Well, in any downturn, we're clearly in some sort of slowdown economically. Mm. Uh, You start to see more and more candidates apply for jobs, but you ironically have fewer resources to interview them. Mm. Uh, So I do think there's going to, with the growth in remote hiring, um, there's going to be a more streamlined hiring process, automated um, recruiting processes. Um, I see that as part of the future. Um, But at the end of the day, the biggest trends are towards more skills-based hiring and less about um, culture fit hiring. Mm. And and that's what we're going to be tapping into. The other thing um, is every company is a tech company. Um, every company is demanding the same talent. There is not enough good programmers. There is not enough good data scientists. There's not enough good uh, DevOps professionals and so on. And so as a result, the candidates are going to be in demand. And one of the things we take uh, very importantly is to create an experience for the candidates where they learn something about themselves and the job in the process. Mm-hmm. When we survey candidates about the current interview process, the thing they most complain about are irrelevant coding tests or irrelevant, don't teach them anything about the job. 
or take home exams that take hours and hours every time they want to look at a new company or a new job opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the future is a more streamlined, faster, time efficient, objective process. Um, and I do think the trend towards remote work is, as we all know, accelerating dramatically. Mm-hmm. And um, for all intent and purposes, the globe is our talent pool now, not just the folks who are in a commutable distance of our local office. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's an exciting dynamic time for our profession in technology and engineering. And, and I think it is also for the recruiting profession. Yeah. Hope to see it work out all like that. Um, is there anything else that you'd like for our audience to come away with as, as a key point or key takeaway? No, I, I think um, the, the number one point is that you never ne- you, you don't presume that your assumptions about someone's background, the schools they went to, the jobs they've had, um, your own built-in biases about a resume and a profile are strong evidence of whether someone can do a job. Mm-hmm. Find out. Let them prove it to you that they can do the job. Right. Excellent. Great. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show. And I want to thank you again, Dan, for coming on. Thank you very much, Jacob. It's nice meeting you. You as well. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till next time, this has been What the Dev.